There was once a man, and the man made a film, and those films were seen by many, and they also made films who saw the original films from the guy who made the first film because they were inspired to make more films. And we saw some films this year, and we felt in. No, we didn't. No. Okay. And we saw s more films than last films year. This year, more films than last year, and we felt inspired, like we do, for the second year running, the second annual Unusual Suspects uh, Award Show, to talk about said films that inspired us this year, and we're all very excited. <laughs> I'm still playing Candy Crush, sorry, we... <laughs> Would you fucking stop, get off your phone! Welcome to the second annual Unusual Suspects Awards Ceremony. <sighs> fucking... <laughs> that was a bit abrupt, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that ending was uh, pretty sharp. Anyway, Talk hi, politely. I can't do this anymore. He's had two glasses of wine already. Hey. He'll be crying in about 10 minutes. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to 76. Uh, as detailed by the intro this is the award ceremony my favorite time of year i put on twitter my favorite time of year when we record the last three episodes because not only do i know i get a fucking <laughs> break at the end of it from this lot mm. not only do i know that <laughs> but we get to talk about some of the best things because a lot of the year we're talking about shit things or things that we don't like or things we disagree on but this year it's like nah mate my fucking film i picked this year is great Hmm, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly positive for you. Yes. Again, like I told you, I had two glasses of wine in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, we're all dressed up, by the way. You can't yeah, see Dan, us. Yeah, Dan, who are you wearing? Who, I'm, who am I wearing? What's that mean? Yeah. Who are you like, that's what they ask on red carpets. They're like, who are you wearing? Who made your suit? Oh, who made... Um, it says in the pocket. Uh, um, Dan looks like he's going to court, everyone. And I look like his lawyer. M&S <laughs> um, collection, slim, uh, machine washable. Nice. Andy, who are you wearing? <laughs> we look at the inside of a jacket. Uh, M&S established 1884 regular jacket, <laughs> slim Oh, you've got M&S too. Yeah. Oh, m and I've gone for a lovely uh, navy blue, matches my headphones and glasses. Pure coincidence. Absolutely. I've gone for a grey suit. Yeah. Pen can't find a label. <laughs> <laughs> so her question to make us look like idiots has backfired yeah it's uh i haven't worn this dress since i went to friend of the podcast emma's uh wedding in la got it at blue water my dad and i went dress shopping that's very we wholesome. had a lovely day out in blue water that's yeah it was lovely. nice my mum was on holiday yeah, oh. we had a nice time. <laughs> so he was the backup was he <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but we went and had a dad-daughter date. We got a dress and we had a Nando's and we had a nice time. What'd you get a Nando's? Why am I turning into Andy? 
What the only the only decent thing at Nando's, which is now back, the Fino Pitta. I got a very excited message from Penn earlier this week with just a picture of the Pitta. <laughs> just the Pitta. They sent me an email yeah, going, it had been gone for 18 months. They took it off the menu and then it was back and then I had two in two weeks. Do you know what hasn't come back? And they were gl- the fucking breakfast bagels from Mackey's. Uh, What's that I knew about? That was coming. Don't get me fucking started on the breakfast bagels when the fucking breakfast wraps are still fucking ongoing and they haven't. All they need is a fucking tortilla wrap to make one of those. But they're For back. Fuck's sake. They're back, aren't they? No, they're not. They're not. Mm. They're not. Mm. I've had this conversation too many times to call it normal. He gets normal. very upset. The breakfast uh, selection from Wimpy is much better. Not you can't have a bender in a bun for breakfast though, can you? Everyone loves a bender in a bun. I'm sorry, what? That's what you get a wimpy, a bender in a bun. I, I don't know what that is. Have you never been to Wimpy and laughed at their menu? Uh, uh, I've only been the to views Wimpy twice. Of Penny do not represent the <laughs> entire views of the unusual suspects. It is a frankfurter that has ask. been put into a circular, <laughs> I'm telling you anyway, that was put into a bun. I think it's got an egg on top. I don't know. I haven't right. been to Wimpy in a very long time. So the award show <laughs> is something we celebrate at the end of the year to look back on things that we've watched, we've thought about, and also new for this year, um, some special categories involving the podcast that we didn't really do last year. I think we literally just did best film, top three best films, some couple of mentions. Which is stupid because we didn't really watch any films. Yeah. I'll be honest, it was a struggle last year, given the circumstances of what was happening around the world, to stay positive and watch films. And to be honest, a lot of things just got delayed till this year. And uh, there was a fucking boat time that came out this year, to be honest. So there you go. We got loads of shit to talk about. What was Andy's favorite movie? What was Penny's favorite movie? <laughs> Who knows? That's pretty much Not it. Me. That's all we've got to talk about. No, and he still doesn't know. <laughs> Same as last year. I'm going to f- wing it and see what happens. All right, we'll see what happens. But we got uh, we got stuff. To- we, we, we'll, we're appreciative of the things we've seen. Is what I'm trying to say. And fuck it. Let's start off with something we're not appreciated off with. In our first category, I'm going to start us off with the most negative hosts of the year awards. And the nominations are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we all have to like politely clap when the other person wins and we're sad that we didn't win? Or I mean, would like you want to clap for I haven't this? Been practicing. Or, I mean, either way, if you win it. I mean, it's either me or Andy. Oh, I've so. got to be honest, I'm feeling confident. This is the most positive I've been all year because I'm confident <laughs> I'm going to win this. About the negative. I, I don't know. <laughs> you, know, you, know how he's, you know how he's working this out, right? It's on the, the scores from the hat. Yes, so this is basically what we've done (laughs) is combined everyone's score from the hat of all the films and whoever gave the total lowest is therefore the most negative this year of of all three of us. There will be a positive later on, but we're going to start with the negative just to get out of the way. The nominees are Penny Bennett for her role in a lot of films that we saw this year that were very questionable. Andy Joyce for bringing some of the most divisive. Why Why did you bring that kind of films? He films? had the most hat films this year too. Yeah. Did he? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I counted, he had the most. I thought it would have been me, because I was off to a fucking steamroll at the start of the year with my fucking goals, but there you go. And yours truly, Dan Lally, for being somewhat neutral, hey. except when it came to Tusk. Anyway. <laughs> the temptation to boo you was uh, very <laughs> high. <laughs> <laughs> I held it in. And the winner of the most negative host 2021 is the winner is Penny of course congratulations yeah! had to with a massive <laughs> a massive difference between myself and Andy by 10 both me and Andy <laughs> had similar scores, but I won't say who for later, but there was about a 10 point difference overall. And Penny, the floor is yours. Uh, well, first I'd like to thank the makers of the shit movies in the hat. Um, and then I'd also like to thank mostly Andy, I believe for putting those shit films <laughs> in the hat without, <laughs> without films such as Crash and Bubba, Bubba Hotep. Hotep being so very, very boring and very, very bad. I wouldn't have had to give zeros and therefore I wouldn't have won this award. So thank you very much. What are you holding up? It's a leg. Um, <laughs> it, is a, it is a novelty plastic glass. I also got a friend of the podcast name is uh, Day After Her Wedding. It is a sexy leg in fishnets and I got very drunk on something out of it and it was the closest thing that looked like an award. Mm. So, Right. Let's go for something that I came up with fi within five minutes and I didn't think it was a really good award, but let's fuck it, get out of the way anyway. What was the best streaming service of the year, everyone? <laughs> because cause that matters. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Netflix here. I feel like majority, including TV shows, majority-wise, I think Netflix had the majority of things to watch. People were talking about more stuff that came from Netflix. Um, there's one or two things from Amazon Prime that I did watch that maybe have made my top list and things like that. But for me, I feel like Netflix has done a pretty good job this year. And as well... They brought a fuck ton of anime, which I really appreciate. They brought a fuck they ton have, of anime. Yeah, they brought a lot of anime this year, actually. Yes. There you go. So I'm going to go with Netflix as my choice. Shall I, uh, shall I take the floor whilst Penny is rummaging with herself? <laughs> <laughs> Told you my no stick on bra is not very sticky anymore. I, <laughs> I am going to go for the moneymaker, Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Now, beginning of the year, it only had Disney properties. And then back end of the first quarter, it brought in all the Fox properties and has become a fully fledged streaming service with classics like The Simpsons, Scrubs, all that crap. All the shit old X-Men films. They've provided new series that are fantastic. A lot of Marvel stuff, a lot of Star Wars series have joined. The Mandalorian was fantastic. Yay. And they're still pushing out brand new films to its streaming platform pretty much without having to charge after Scarlett Hansen got funny about it. I think if you're looking for dollars to 
donuts. Is that a phrase? If you're looking for like um, it is now uh, yeah. shillings to yep. you know shrimp or something, you want to go for <laughs> shilling, shillings to shrimp. You, you want to go if you're looking for pounds to <laughs> potatoes. You want to go for Disney Plus. I think you've got the most options there. There's a large variety of things, and the quality is generally pretty solid. They don't put shit on it. So Disney Plus gets my vote, please. Well, I was going to be really obvious and say Shudder yeah, of course because you really this year, I'm no. Um, they've had they've had some good stuff. They've had some good movies, and they're getting a bit better. But I think I am going to have to go with Netflix as well. As much as I enjoyed the Mandalorian and the Marvel TV shows and stuff, there's a lot of old stuff on Disney Plus that I'm not massive. I don't have time. But Netflix bringing me new shit is good. I don't have time. I've got time to rewatch old stuff. Just hit on autoplay and let there's, me fucking watch your new stuff, stuff as well. Like. Apart from at the beginning of the pandemic when I rewatched Darkwing Duck, that was amazing. I would recommend that. Well, that was last year. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going with Netflix. Congratulations, Netflix! Yay! Yay. Uh, you, you, you've got some fantastic little films there for a little startup company that you are a uh, little independent uh, streaming service Netflix has taken the crown this year of the breast streaming service did you say the I'm breast start. streaming service I, yes he was a, I am drunk he did <laughs> <laughs> not drunk slight slight tipsy but it's fine we'll see how this goes um, let's get on to more serious matters best ongoing TV series of the year. So for people who don't know what the fuck that means, this means anything that's in its second, third, fourth, it's an ongoing series, people. It's been out for a while. But this year, maybe there was a certain season that was like, it not it kicked up a gear and it was like, this is pretty good. Do we have any special mentions before we announce our actual pick for this? Because I have one. No, I don't think I do. Okay, my own, my only honorable mention is what we do in the shadows, season three. Uh, if you have not seen what we do in the shadows, it's very very funny. Yeah, uh, season three came out this year. It's still fucking great. It hasn't lost any of its. Uh, it's, still, it's still been great since season one, um, and it hasn't lost any of its funniness. And it's great. And Matt Berry's yeah. amazing. And I love him so much. And yes, yeah, I do have one. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, sorry. The, I was because technically I have only watched one episode of the new season, but Big Mouth. <laughs> came back this year and that show is fucking great you're voting for something that you haven't seen just checking no i've seen like the first couple of episodes but that and it's ongoing i've seen the other seasons but you feel like on the basis of this one episode it's still going strong yeah okay fair enough okay that's fair i'll let that (laughs) penny just want to recommend it to people because what is your ongoing tv series of the year sex education Ooh. on netflix I've anybody in the room seen it no i haven't seen I it have. but every everyone fucking talks about it and yeah <laughs> i haven't seen it though no yeah i think it was series three this year because it kept getting pushed because of the pandemic and i was very excited to see it and like I said, I don't have time to watch a lot of telly, but I make time for sex education and I managed to finish it in a few days. I think I made time to sit and binge it and it just, it's very wholesome 
I don't know how well it translates in America. It is quite a British, even though it's kind of, it's set in England, but there's bits of it right. like the first series, people are like, where is this set? I don't, are they supposed to be American? But with the English accents, it was a bit of a weird one, but there are bits of it that I feel like if you were a teenager in England, then bits of this are very relatable. It's very much tackles things that teenagers go through, especially sex. We've got, you know, straight relationships, gay relationships, everything in between. Boners, vaginismus. Um, I've heard of them. Lots. Yep. What boners? You've heard of them. The mythical bonus. One day. But yeah, it, co- it covers a lot of sex and relationship topics for teenagers that they necessarily wouldn't want to talk about. And I think it's actually quite an important show. I think teenagers and parents should probably watch it. I know it's so called you, sex education, but it's Yeah, so you're saying sex education provides sex education. Certainly yeah. sounds like that. And it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's, Gillian Anderson's in it, and she's fucking great, as we know. And it's just another one of those that is very wholesome. Like, you fall in love with the characters, and that doesn't happen, well, you know, I watch a lot of horror movies, so for me to watch wholesome TV is a bit odd. But this is a big deal. It, yeah. Yeah, this is then. This is definitely one where I'm like, oh, this is the new season's out. I will make time to watch it. So that is my favorite ongoing series, and I think they they are working on series four. I find it interesting so, that both of your ongoing TV series have been about learning how to have sex and you know <laughs> puberty and uh, the education of intercourse and penetration and stuff. Uh, uh, is there something that? we need to um intervene in or no i went okay? to an all-girls school yeah right, yeah. i right. went to an all-girls school we had a day off every year where they would teach you about sex and periods and stuff uh a day also, off, <laughs> a day off. yeah we'd a have day a day off. off school and they'd yeah you'd have a day off and you'd have like a whole well you'd be at school but you'd be learning about shit uh i was pretty sure that i couldn't talk to boys in the boys' school next door for a while because they were like, you'll get pregnant! And now I know that's not true, obviously. I also live in Essex and I think it's really important for kids to have sex education. I think I, I concur. <laughs> she does live in Essex and I can say that yeah. it's not the greatest place to get it. Sex education. Andy, what's your <laughs> ongoing TV series Oh, I'm fairly... Sorry, I'm fairly certain I know what yours is going to be and I would generally agree with it. However, I'm going to throw a little curveball in and go back to The Mandalorian. Wow. Mm, Seriously, okay. came out earlier this year. I think visually it is a spectacle. It's ahead of the curve in terms of how they're filming it. They're using um, new VFX tricks to, to develop everything. There was an, L- an episode with Timothy Oliphant, which, uh, you know, was disappointing. Yeah, yeah we... we <laughs> it wasn't, to be fair, he was good. The episode was not that good. <laughs> Um, and it had one of the, the biggest twists that sort of bl- totally blinds energy of any series I've seen this year at all. So I think in terms of progression and where it's going to go next, I think that is going to be quite the event within nerd culture. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go The Mandalorian. You already predicted what you said, what you think I'm going to go with. And I'm going to throw a little curveball in. And say you're right for once. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, My ongoing TV series of the year is Ted Lasso, season two. 
we badgered on about well mainly because like it was andy technically mm. who was like you guys got to watch this it was last year i believe or early this year it was this year beginning of this year yeah yeah i think we we both saw what main parent was earlier this year yeah we both started watching mm-hmm. it. um it's season one is genuinely fantastic and you don't expect it to be given the the kind of setup and the theme it's about a a american you know sports coach that goes over to the to england to coach soccer or football over here and it was genuinely like real heartwarming wholesome funny yeah just like 30 minute an episode sometimes 40 some 45 it's just very easy to digest television and it was just fucking great and then season two came along and i i you know with some shows season two can you know kind of go certain yeah. way and it can lose its original ideas and you don't know where they're going to go from here season two genuinely was fantastic some there is there is a couple of episodes no spoilers I, think, I haven't finished it i won't no spoilers <laughs> in anything i've got two left there Still. was genuinely i think the thing that makes it different and i feel like it is a very different show from uh season from the first one is that they they realize i think in the first one that the first one's really about the club and yeah. kind of getting to know ted mm. a, a little bit more and then the second one i think they realized they had a really great cast of characters and they each kind of have their own episode yeah. in season two a lot more and you get to know them a lot more there was some genuine like amazing episodes of television in in season two and i cried i cried it was so fucking good and um and sometimes it was nice <laughs> crying <laughs> just confirming andy did not cry yeah it's it's not a sad cry like it's like the the fucking show can play with your heart like in like a very oh that's sad but like that's super super wholesome and and happy that you feel just genuinely uh emotionally connected to people in the show and stuff like that i think it's it's going great and they've set it up for a fantastic season three mm-hmm. well no spoilers obviously but um i'm very very much looking forward to it it's one of the best shows especially debut shows i've seen uh for a while and it's great watch it it's fantastic Ted Lasso, yeah. season uh, two. it's yeah. interesting because it is it, it is incredibly wholesome at points and i generally have an issue with wholesome things like the good place or <laughs> or other stuff and i think it's because it's not particularly saccharine like it's not trying to no. be wholesome but you yeah. are invested in the characters enough for it to suddenly like sweep you off your feet i could watch them like do just follow those characters like yeah i don't want to say like in an eastenders type way but if they just kept going for yeah ev- like ever. forever as long, for like you know, a soap. but you yeah. could just watch those yeah, you just watch those characters. Obviously, as long as they didn't get shit. But yeah, you invested in those characters and what they're doing, and you like them. And yeah, I could just watch them forever. What staggers me is that how big it is worldwide, not just UK. Like America fucking loves it. It's like a genuine. And I don't even like football, so yeah, like there's yeah. plenty of other people that don't give a shit about football, but still yeah. really like it. They absolutely love it. Yeah, so um, it's great. And Jason Sudakis isn't it andy and we love him <laughs> don't know what you're talking about mate say something wholesome me he's yes. here he's there he's every fucking where roy can roy can i just said it was wholesome i, I was nice about it <laughs> say something in the context of wholesome say something wholesome not just say wholesome oh um <laughs> come on 
It's the end of the year. I've had a... Dan wants you to tell him that he, you love him. I've had a... Yeah, say you love me. I've had some... some say you love me. Pleasant times whilst leaving <laughs> this podcast. I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> say, say you fucking love me, bitch. I fucking love you, bitch. Oh. That's one off the bucket list. Let me just... <laughs> I look like I'm wearing a big fur coat now, don't I? I look you really do fancy. a bit, yeah. Drinking you my tin of fizz. You do. You'd also look like you could be hanging outside a bus station at two a.m. Um, yeah. With your um, <laughs> it's the Essex I'm look. I'm getting isn't a little it? bit drunk on this old can of <laughs> fizz. Unusual suspects meme of the year. Now this was a bit tricky, especially because it was so clear cut last year with Internet Ghost. Congratulations, Internet Ghost! You won last year. Thank you. Uh, are you taking? Uh, I guess you're taking credit. I'm wait, taking I credit for Internet Ghost. What do you mean you came, <laughs> I up, came with it? up with it? I think if you Andy listen back, Internet Ghost jingle though. It's to be oh, fair. Did. I, I think if it, it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have fucking had it, would we? I made the jingle. Yeah. Thank you very much. You, well, you made be the like jingle. That. You could have made that without me. I bought the film. So why don't we share the award for? Internet guys. That was last year, anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure, right. So this year, <laughs> <laughs> arguing over last year's award. <laughs> Chip in if you guys have any you remember. It was really hard to find something, but I've picked three. Now I don't know if you consider them all of them a meme, but this is the only three I could find. And maybe I kind of went a bit overboard thinking we'd have a meme of the year this year. Who knows? I don't know. Either way, we'll see. Um, Nomination number one is narrative tits. Now, if Andy, you would like to explain, if you remember what the narrative, or I, if I can remember the film correctly, I'm trying to remember the film that narrative tits. I remember the up. title. Uh, narrative tits is the concept of there being tits unnecessarily. It was a it was a really okay. shit action mm. film from the nineties that a friend of the podcast Ed's gave us. He gave me the wrong film. <laughs> oh yeah. But then every so often oh, there was just one. a woman with her jugs out for for literally no reason. Didn't bring anything. Narrative Episode tits, 44, cor- for those who need to know. That yeah. sounds about right, yeah. Narrative tits are fine when the tits bring something to the story. <laughs> like, you know, being milked or whatever. But just general tits <laughs> on show, unnecessary. If it's like, gratuitous. Like being yeah. milked or whatever. Yeah. Gent. Um, <laughs> That's my life at the moment. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nomination number two not technically a new meme but i feel like it flourished into life a little bit more this year and i feel like it was very much like center point this year it was mentioned in 2020 but i feel like this year it was definitely a center point of memes and that is sausages we went through a phase of avoiding sausages i think we had a sponsorship for Wall Sausages this year. Well, that that is no, we didn't. That was last year. <laughs> no, that was this you, year. I just can't not reveal shit and you always shout at me sausages, so yeah. So for people who don't know... And then you put it in quizzes. <laughs> for people who don't know, sausages means when we talk about things we shouldn't talk about, aka... Behind we, the scenes. Yeah. I can't really work in the present day, let alone when we work sausages in the past and the future sure. all at the same time I, I get no 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 we don't work in the past and the future we work in the present <laughs> in preparation for things to be released in the future it's we're too like, much we're like marty mcfly we're like the teenagers that traverse 
That's my meme of the year, the teenagers <laughs> that traverse space and time in their sunglasses. And the only other one I had was, because I think it's my fault, to be honest, um, was the countdown from the 10 more away from a sexual position <laughs> when it happened on episode 59 and continued for a further yeah. 10 episodes until we got to 69 just because it was was um, was bingo numbers this year as well it was bingo yeah numbers? i was yeah, yes. my, my suggestion would have been shit karaoke because that seemed to happen every other episode but i think that's been constant well, that's just me singing though, episode, isn't it? so i don't know if you guys have have a pick there or no. you have anything else you think that might be a potential meme for the year i think the bing the calling out episode 69 <laughs> 10 away from the sexy one caught us all by surprise that we all just went yeah. wait what and i sure. think that's how a meme should and you start. kept doing it i committed to the bit I'm like you to the bit. you you committed and you ran with it but you do shout sausages sausages at me all the time but we were doing that last year as well to be fair that's true so yeah and i think countdown to the sexy one fantastic and i think as well like we haven't really mentioned internet ghosts that much since last year i think these get retired at the end of the year pretty much and we try to go for a new one but well when i tried to bring knows? up internet ghosts beginning of this year you told me off so that's so true so Aww. committed to the bit so congratulations 10 more away from the sexual position meme is the meme of the year <laughs> why okay one more podcast one there's still a few more, but we'll we'll move on to another one. Best podcast title. Now there were a couple of gems in there. There was a there was a trend of sexual ones that happened for a long fucking period of time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was all of us just naming them, and we just all went fuck it. Let's just. They, they there was a lot of bonus and things yeah. at one yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I have a few here. You guys shout if you have any you would like to nominate. Chris Benoit Balls is a mm-hmm. one yeah. of the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Stop fingering my goo. Is just no, disgusting. no, that's my. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> no. I've literally was going to bring up. Can we have a least favorite? Because that is my least favorite title. Well, that's I that's now my favorite. I'll be honest. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, a black hole that's technically a brown hole, which is something Andy said, which <laughs> very laughed good. my ass off. Which very was good. Very good. Getting hit in the front bum. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I hate that one too. Oh, the thing is, I think half of these are my quotes. <laughs> they are. And uh, last one I have is, this not count was high, uh, is the last one I have. I had uh, a wrinkly ricochet from all that wanking. <laughs> And the other one I had was, um, imagine calling a kid mozzarella because I had no contest (laughs) and it made me laugh. I also enjoyed getting cucked by Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Chris Benoit Balls is just genius. It's got, Um, I mean, it has to be the winner, surely. I think it has to be the winner. But I also really enjoyed, even though I said it, um, he's got a poop out some memories from Johnny Mnemonic. That too as well. Yes. Um, But yeah, it's got to be. The Benoit balls. I still I'm think going... getting hit in the front <sighs> of the front bum is fantastic. <laughs> getting hit in the front of the front bum as opposed to the back of the front bum, which doesn't exist. Yes, we get it. We get it. It's... I can't listen to the front bottoms because it's a stupid band name, so I can't get behind that title either because it's got front bum in Can it. you get in Sorry. front, though? I can't get anywhere near a front bum. 
this is my last one. I'm now going through the list and I'm just, I'll make myself yes. up. Yeah. The last one, of course, is the law offices of Spiderman and Mothman. Which is yeah, also very that is, good. Which has been a, a consistent classic. meme. That's who Andy looks like he works for today. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going Chris Benoit balls. Yeah. Uh, Penny's going Chris Benoit balls. So Andy, whatever uh, you go for is completely nullified. Irrelevant. I think I probably yes. would go for Chris Benoit balls as well, although I do appreciate that it is a potentially an uncomfortable title for some people because <sighs> Benoit balls are not that comfortable. And a man murdering his whole family is not that comfortable. <laughs> Joke of the I've night one goes to. <laughs> this is why I don't drink when we do this. You've had one can of Buck's Fizz. That may be out of date. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It didn't oh. have any lumps in it, though, so... <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time a mate of mine offered me some orange juice uh, when I was really hungover, and I knocked it back and said to him, oh, I really like it when you have, like, pulp in orange juice. And he said, no, it's been in my room for two oh. weeks. It's mold. Oh, Jesus Christ. I oh. hope you don't speak to him anymore. I don't, but I was very violently sick all across his room. Oh, good. Deserves it. I'd have tried to aim it in the most awkward places possible. I aimed it in the bath, in fairness. Yeah. We get to our first, or second, I guess, serious award of the evening. This is for best new TV series of the year. Do we have any special mentions before we talk about our top TV show of the year? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like it's going to come up, so no. You took the longest time to say it. I was waiting. I was, I was thinking. <laughs> Oh, you know what? <laughs> Special mention. If did anyone watch Sweet Tooth on Netflix? I did not. No. It was about babies that were being born, all of a sudden that were part animal. And you know how people really like things that are different to them. Sure. So do. that went a bit wrong. There was a kid that was part deer, and he lived with his dad in the forest. And then it was—I think it's was based on a comic book. And then it was just the adventures of that. I watched it a really long time ago, but I remember that being really good. And I will watch the second season when it comes out. So it's not about Sweet Teeth from Twisted Metal. Andy, Andy, just get out. (laughs) (laughs) Even I could appreciate that, but I'm like, not the time or a Jesus. (laughs) This is the only time I ever talk to people that aren't A, my partner, or B, my child. (laughs) So I'm trying to get everything out at once. Get it out. (laughs) My only special mention that unfortunately just about did, it was about to be my favorite TV series of the year. um, And it just missed out is invincible. Uh, Recommended just missed out. Really, really fucking liked it. It was really good. Andy recommends me. So you gotta watch this really good. If anyone hasn't seen it, watch the first episode. And if you are not hooked by that, end of that first episode yeah, yeah. it's real good <laughs> it's real good yeah. um but yeah i'm i really really love that and um i think that's uh that's amazon prime isn't it yeah so yeah, it's, it is, i think yeah. the, and second mm-hmm. season next year i believe so yeah there was the originally created by robert kirkman he did the walking dead it's uh based on another graphic novel i have the compendium i haven't started it yet so yeah so uh penny what is your new tv series of the year well technically because i'm an idiot it would have been ted lasso but 
That's because it was new to me, and I also didn't bother to look up when it came out. Pen. So... Dan started watching The Sopranos this year. Is that a new TV series? <laughs> it's my best no, ongoing series. Basically... Can't wait for season seven. <laughs> I basically just have no idea of time anymore. So, yeah, I got that wrong. But never mind. I knew one of you talked about it anyway. So... And... <laughs> oh, that's it then. So, that's it. So what, it, it was Ted Lasso, was it? It would have been, yeah. Okay. Well, then, that's fine. Let, let's say that's because fine. it was new to you, it was Ted Lasso. Yeah, that if we'll not, let you have it. I have, if not, I have mentioned it recently, but I am really enjoying the Chucky TV show. Okay. We'll let you have, we'll let you have Ted Lasso. We'll be nice to you once this year. So there you go. Thanks. It's just so good. It should win all the awards for everything. It did. I think it won like seven awards at yeah. the Globes. Yeah. Or whatever they fucking yeah. do did, for the TV. Did Roy Kent win Best CGI Man? He did win an award because he went up he did win an award. during his he speech did, yeah, and like, just swore constantly. Yeah, I really like Brett Goldstein. He's, he seems like a really nice, okay. likeable dude. And I think he did a lot of the writing yeah. and script editing on that. So he's, yeah. he's very deserving of it. Plus he's handsome as fuck. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Andy, what is your new TV show of the year? So I had forgotten about Invincible. Otherwise, that might have eaten. <laughs> you in, you forgotten pro- about Invincible? Yeah. We're all changing our minds last what minute. What the fuck? Imagine well, if we had to put this in envelopes. We'd be fucked. I, I think... <laughs> I think if I'd remembered it, I probably would have done it. But it came out at the beginning of the year and I forgot. Because, you know, life. But I am going to go for Division. Oh, that was good. It was a little bit slow to start off with. It's based on Wanda and uh, Vision, obviously, from the MCU. Not Wanda and the Chuckle Brothers. No. Or, you know, something similar. But it's based around them and how they sort of continue their life sort of thing. And it takes a lot of twists and turns, but the, the key part of the conclusion is how it will affect the rest of the MCU and it essentially breaks it all open and, and does a lot of things with that without spoiling it yes Penelope Andy what was your favourite new TV show before I mentioned WandaVision off air and you went oh yeah <laughs> uh, I it would have been Squid Games and I didn't enjoy it that much but I couldn't <laughs> think of anything <laughs> because I have Fair. lost months of my life there were a few aspects of WandaVision that I sort of felt a little bit deflated by but I think overall, if you're into the MCU and you're into that sort of comic book world, then it's going to be a, a big one for you. And I would be surprised if you haven't already seen it. I think it has the most effect going forwards. Like, I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier, but in terms of like... And Loki, but... I'd forgotten about Loki as well. In terms of like the the overarching narrative and how it affects mm. everything else, I think yeah. that's the most important one. So... Invincible was my favorite TV show of the year until Thursday happened when I binge watched something that I said, yeah, I'll give it a watch. I mean, we'll watch a couple of episodes, see how it goes. Oh. I don't like to use the term masterpiece often. I actually watch Squid Games. I don't like to use the term masterpiece often, but I genuinely think that what I just watched over the weekend is a genuine fucking masterpiece of a TV show. And I guarantee you, no one has seen it. And it's on Netflix. And it's not Squid Games. Uh, My TV show of the year is League of Legends Arcane. 
Oh, friend of the podcast, Chris, has just finished that. Which is an animated TV show uh, on Netflix, done its first season, literally came out a few weeks ago. I am fucking stunned. <laughs> what I have it? no other words, but just stunned by it, what I just watched. What's it based off of? It's based off the characters in League of Legends. So oh, there okay. is. I just wanted to check as you called me out for like the Twisted Metal reference. And I thought, <laughs> you know. Don't see Twisted Metal making mo- fucking TV show. <laughs> It'd be um, fucking better though, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's based off um, the character. Like, now, first thing people go like, I, I don't want to watch something about video game. I don't like League of Legends, but I can't ignore what they have done with this show. And not only is it one of the most incredible animations visually it's insane it's just it's it's got a weird mixture of kind of like they kept that kind of video game look but also incorporated like 2d and 3 it's a 3d animation mm. but it's like yeah 2d's incorporated into it and it looks kind of video game-ish in a way and don't let that turn you off it looks fucking stunning by the third episode like third episode i was hooked and it is genuinely fucking fantastic at the moment it is the highest rated tv show on this year i think on rotten tomatoes by audience audience is like 98 percent. i think it's genuinely stunning and i think it's going to be like especially with the season two i think it's going to be the next big uh tv show that i hope i guess um, most people talk about but it's uh it stunned me and i think it's a fucking masterpiece and it's great i did see it on netflix and i was tempted <clears throat> but again i was like league of legends no thanks so i didn't bother that's what i felt but trust me it's 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 something else once you get into once you get third episode third episode is one of the best it's it's up there with those first seasons of attack on titan one Punch Man. It, it, no, seriously, it is uh, in terms of animation, and it is up there. It's yeah, genuinely incredible. Attack so, on Titans is shit, though, isn't it? It's a good Get first season. Get the fuck out. It's a good first Joyce. season. Most positive host of the year. Well, you know it's not Penny Ooh. anymore. So it's between me and Ooh. Andy. Um, Penny, as you're out of this, would you like to give a guess who has won this award for the most positive host of the year? I feel like it's Dan, just because sometimes Andy's a little grumpy, but he's shaking his head. You think you're the most positive, then? But do I think are we? To, we're talking about film ratings, right? Again, yeah, this you is are about good though. Yeah, scores um, out of all the film out of the hats we did, who overall give the most. Only once, as far as I can remember, have I given a score lower than two, um, and I've only given it once, and that was to 2001 Maniacs. Even the films <laughs> that I don't get anything out of, I refuse to give them a zero, because I think there's always something you can find that is of note, be it the acting or the score. It's not a cop-out for me, as it is for other people who give shit scores. Anyway, well, we've had this gripe. Uh, <laughs> I think it I think it might be me. I can tell you the winner of the 2021 most positive host award goes to it's Andy by one point. Oh, oh so just. Andy, you have won for the first time in your life. 
<laughs> the most positive anything. Uh, I'd like to thank myself for putting in the bulk of these films. I'd like to thank... Um, what the else Academy. did I vote highly for? No, that's one of my films. That's one of my films. Oh, I'm struggling to find one that is not mine that I voted highly for. Uh, the PR. Thanks to the PR. Thanks to the rest of my podcast hosts. <laughs> thanks to Penny for making it easy to not come last. Um, yep. You know, I appreciate it. Appreciate all the fans out there who don't listen because there aren't many. I'm, I'm the positive one. <laughs> Never let it be said so when, I'm calling them, when I'm calling them shit I'm going to hold this against you all for the rest of the year That I am the positive one Of 2021 Good night everyone <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> Just a singular clap Just a singular clap I do love a slow clap Do you know what's really interesting I had most positive host and most negative host written down on like the list of questions and I had Penn as the most positive and myself as the most negative because I didn't realise we were doing it on the ratings. No, the parameters. I thought we were just doing who's the most positive and who's the most negative. I yeah. see. Yeah. No. <laughs> we need stats. We need stats to... I mean, I you do know. love a stat, as you know. You do love stats. Yeah. And we do have some stats coming up as we are going to count down officially... Because Dan may have got it wrong a couple of episodes ago when he he was doing a quiz and and yeah, but let's let's find out. Would let's this find have out what, does that change losing? anything? Hang on, does that? Yeah, let's not talk about it now. Um, let's count down hmm. our top five films of the year for film. Oh, out now of it's the five. Hat. Fucking hell! No, I'm just gonna go count them down. So it's all right, you said three last time. No, 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 no. Out of the hat. No, out of the hat. Oh, out of the hat. Sorry. At number five is <laughs> Batman. <laughs> With Dan giving it a seven, Andy a six, and Penny a six for a total of 19. But also, joint, I guess fourth in this thing, also on 19 points, is Casino Royale. <laughs> With... Hmm. Dan giving an eight, Andy a seven, and Penny a four. Uh, I have to live up to my award, thanks. I'd rather watch Batman. Uh, at number three is Wild Tales, with Dan giving an eight, mm -hmm. Andy a seven, Penny a five, for a total of 20. At number two is Go, with Dan yeah. giving it a six, Andy a seven, and Penny a nine. <laughs> To give it 22. Stand by it. And our number one film of the year for Film Out of the Hat is, of course, Funny Games. With Funny Dan, Games. Dan giving it seven, Andy an eight, Penny a nine for a total of 24. Congratulations to Funny Games uh, and Tim Roth. You have won an award Oof. that you'll never get from us. Congratulations. And he's still traumatized. And our category, before we get into our main segments, which I don't know if anyone has any nominations for, but I'm gonna fucking do it anyway, is movie person who had the best year this year. Uh, do you have any nominations? I mean, mine's a bit biased. I mean, I was gonna go with, first, my first thinking was Chris Pratt, because he got Mario, and he got, um... <laughs> 
he got the he got he's the gonna make Garfield. the worst Garfield ever. <laughs> I could be a better Garfield than Chris Pratt. I'm just going to be very biased, and because he's a lovely man and he makes me happy every Henry. time I see him, and Henry. he's he's now premiering when this comes out very soon Henry. in season two of The Witcher. Uh, and he could be the next James Bond because he's the bookie's favorite at the moment. Is yeah, Henry is. Cavill? And as I said a long time ago, I just want to hang out with him, build a PC with our tank tops, uh, and then late at night we'll get some Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Cuddle. Watch like the Mission Impossible series, like from back to front, and hey and Gwen, then, and have a snuggle. And have a snuggle. I, it's a perfect from, day. From to back me. to front, who's going to be at the back? That's my question. I mean, he's bigger than me, so I will. He's you the know, big spoon. He is yeah. the big Dan spoon. Is, sorry, I'm pretty sure Dan's never the big spoon. Lime is the big Dan's spoon. Dan's the bitch. Okay, thanks. Henry's um, the bitch. <laughs> right, I didn't know Have it was going to go down Have you seen him in the Tudors? This. He's very good in the Tudors. What, Dan? <laughs> no. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Henry is my nomination. I don't know if you guys have any. Uh, I had uh, Ryan Reynolds, speaking of man crushes. Yeah. Uh, released Free Guy, which was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, Red Notice, which I don't know if it's good, <laughs> but also bought into Wrexham FC and saved a club from non-league football. He did. Um, him and um, Mac. Mac. Mm-hmm. I'd never know and which they, one he is from. Rob. Name. Rob McElroy, is it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, together they have like invested in in a local football team in Wrexham and it could have all been sort of a show and very little effort and then just putting in to make some sort of cash but they have been down they have um, spent time there and they've been doing a, a Netflix series I think or a documentary series to raise awareness for it to the point where Wrexham FC are now in FIFA 22 <laughs> one of the first non-league teams which, if you think, if you, you think, you've been talking about video no, no, no. games all hang day on, today. Hang on, <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. If you think about how how worldwide that is, that is bringing a lot of attention to that club, and a lot of people will be aware mm. of that club now because of their association with it. So I think, in terms of doing a good thing, being a nice guy, and uh, and helping out other people, I think I think Ryan Reynolds has had a bit of a crack in you. Thanks, Alan Brazil. Next up, next on Talk Sports is. Uh... <laughs> Penny, do you have a nomination? Uh, I was biased, like Dan, Uh um, and I thought Hiddleston had a pretty good year because everybody finally realised how fucking great he is and gave him his own show. He did have a good. He had he had such a good year. He had to do comic cons. Yeah, that was. Did you see? Did I send you the picture, Dan? No. He did MCM or LFCC or something recently, but they, because of COVID, have put a piece of plexiglass in between you and Hiddleston. So for the low, 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 low price of £235, you can stand next to Tom Hiddleston, but not next to him. You can both lean on a bit of plexiglass and have a picture. It's like one is inside, one is outside. (laughs) You're standing at a window um, next to him. Like, and I don't know, there was some guests that were doing it, some guests that weren't doing it, obviously. It's everybody's choice, but personally, I'm not paying that sort of money for that. And I've already met him. But yeah, Loki was good. I didn't enjoy it as much as, as WandaVision. But I think just because it was kind of... Wasn't WandaVision 
like the episodes were shorter, so but it was double the length series wise. I think I so, something like that. Yeah, Loki felt a bit quick to me, and I kind of need to give it a rewatch. But it was nothing very good. really happened in Loki. No, it was an odd. I thought he was great, obviously, and I liked it, but I felt like it. It felt like a a movie that was too long, mm. rather than a series. MCU fans know that it's now led to a bunch of other stuff and they're doing another series. But yeah, I always said Loki deserved better and he got it. Well done, Tom. He had a good year, even if he didn't meet me. Good. (laughs) Right, guys, it is time for the grand finale where we are going to talk about our top films and our official Film of the Year! Right, enough of that. Uh, so, <laughs> there's no fade button. I can't, this is not, the setup I've got on the moment is very temporary, so there you go. Um, so, the way we're going to do this, it's kind of similar to what we did last year, except we have films this year. We're going to, Start with our honorable mentions, which are films that didn't quite make our top three. And then we're going to go around the table, starting with three, and then two, and then one. And then we'll see, out of all that, if we have a consensus uh, film of the year, judging by our rankings. Uh, Last year's uh, winner was Host, uh, because me and Penny picked it as our top uh, one film Mm -hmm. of the year. And but there was lots of films this year, a lot. So I can't believe I saw as many as I did, which still probably yeah. wasn't that many. But I saw way. I think much. I might have seen ten. Yeah, oh, I managed thirteen that were on a list. <laughs> I probably managed a couple more that didn't make it on the list at all. Is it bad? I when I did my list, I had twenty-five. <laughs> no. How many of them are documentaries, Dan? You'll have to wait to find out, Pen. Do Pen, oh, let's gosh. start with you. Do you have any honourable mentions before we get into the top three from you? Am I doing all of them or just are we doing an honourable mention and uh, going around? If you've circle? got a top ten, go from ten onwards, I guess. Do that. Ooh, I don't need to do all ten. No, don't do the three. Um, <laughs> don't do the top three. No, just no, no, do... no, as in, as in I don't need to do the other seven. Okay, well, which um, one is honourable? Which one do you think is worth mentioning? Uh, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Seven yep. Rings. Ten. Ten. <laughs> he lost Ten. three. Seven. I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to see it at the cinema. It was good. It didn't really connect to anything, did it? Like, you could watch it. And I, Dan, you could watch it without having seen any other MCU films and it would make sense. You told me, yes. Yeah. I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was fun. I believe it was quite long, but it didn't feel long. Yeah, it was just over two hours 20, I think. Yeah, and I didn't even get up to pee once, so that's pretty good in the cinema. So yeah, that could be an honourable mention. Uh, Willy's Wonderland. Andy and I both watched. Was that this year? Yeah. Was it? It has you, been a long do you know year. why I remembered it was this year? Because you and Kat bought me a Willy's Wonderland t-shirt for my birthday. Oh yeah, so we did. Yeah, you've got <laughs> my favourite Nicolas Cage film in which he says exactly no lines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for 
any other Five Nights at Freddy's themed movies. That was a good one. Um, Andy mentioned it before. Free Guy was fun. I liked it even though I'm not a big gamer, but I understood it enough for it to be good. And the Fear Street trilogy that came out on Netflix was a fun one. And it was a fun a fun way to do it, even if fuck you Netflix for closing your pop up shop early. Sorry, Dan and mm. Brad for dragging you to an empty shop. That's all right. I was only sunburned and looked like a lobster for the whole day, <laughs> so it was all right. Well worth it though. Wasn't well it? worth it. It was Andy's yeah. top moment of the I year. Think as well. was, <laughs> I think that was before you were sunburned. If that helps, it did. Well, it, I it, I guess it helps towards the sunburn. But either you way, you were mostly sunburned where we were sat on the beach. Sure, waiting you, for Andy. Wait, I'm blaming both of you, basically, is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Andy, what are your honourable mentions? I um, watched a couple of revenge films for some reason this year. <laughs> so Boss Level, which we talked about beginning of the year with, uh, what's it called, Frank Grillo. You love him. Uh, Mel Gibson. That was cracking. I watched Jolt recently with Kate Blanchett or Kate Beckinsdale. Kate Beckinsdale, I think. <laughs> and Stanley Tucci, similar vibes, both sort of revenge films where they have to do a revenge. Uh, Black Widow was fine. Mm. I didn't see it, I just heard it was fine. Mortal Kombat. Mm. Saw that too. Wow. Which was pretty good. <laughs> Surprisingly good. What is good. going on today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy is suddenly a gamer. What's happened? I'm not. <laughs> End of the year, he's suddenly trying. Oh my god. All right. Yep. He's like you with documentaries, and now he's all about gamer movies. Holy fuck. You've both seen it, right? Yes. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Bearing in mind, I've seen less than 10 films this year. What do you want me to say? That was one of them. <laughs> it was better than was... I expected. Considered, compared to the shit ones from the 90s. Like, yes, definitely. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was good. It was very enjoyable. So, yeah. I've got a couple of others that I'm saving for the top three. All right. My nice. special... My special I did, hang on. I did also enjoy Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh, did you? Well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was very refreshing to have a proper martial arts film within the MCU. Yes. Okay. Uh, my special mentions, I'm going to go with Nobody, uh, which oh, was... Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. I'm so sorry. Bob Odenkirk. Bob, sorry. He nearly died and you forgot know, his name. I'm yeah, so sorry. There's shit. so many things I've had to do this week. Trust me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, really fucking fun film. Great action kind of comedy film. I think when me and Andy spoke about it, it was very John Wicky, but like with that more comedy edge to it and stuff. Um, but it was really, really fun. Really liked it. Inside by Bo Berman. Um, this was the film that just reminds me of the first days of lockdown. And it was what I watched during the first days of lockdown. And it is super sad, um, but it's kind of that little reminder that I'm going to have as the years go on when I'm like, yeah, I remember those times kind of thing. It's sad and depressing, but like at the same time, a lot of the films I pick are sad and depressing, just like Andy's. But yeah, I never got around to watching it. It's, no, it's a, I mean, it's a different... Does he sing songs? Yes, he's a Is stand-up. it that one? Yeah, because yeah. everyone said it was sad, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. Same. It's him filming <laughs> a comedy special in his house. So, you know, and it, it's that fucking... That does sound fa- really sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it's fucking fantastic. I loved it to death. Yeah. No Time to Die genuinely was good and i i thought it was a james bond 007 no time to die this was a perfect send-off i think um i really wish i could i don't know if andy's seen it yet but we might find out soon i think it's a 
really nice send off to in my eyes the best james bond of all time and it was a really fucking fun film Whew, that ending and i'm also going to say promising young woman this was my early favorite for film of the year oh, yeah, it's a it's a dark comedy kind of thing but it's just super stylized and i love the way they kind of put this together and stuff and the father which is uh Anthony hopkins uh, olivia coleman uh super super sad film about a man who has oh yeah who is uh has us? alzheimer's but you see from his perspective what he's seen and it is really tragic but it's also mm. very very interesting film to watch and i really loved it that's my honorable mentions a lot of films i could have made like top three but this was super hard for me um to make a top three but um let's start off with three uh andy I'm going to start with a film that one of you has already discussed, and I'm going to go with Nobody. I thought so. This film is, as you say, John Wick with a sense of humour. It is brutal at points. It is touching and wholesome. And to see Bob Odenkirk doing something that is neither comedy nor uh, like drama series is wonderful. He decided to write this film after being having his house broken into. Oh, he wrote and it. I, th- I didn't know that. <clears throat> I think he wrote it. Oh. Or he came up with the idea Yeah. Uh, for it after having his house broken into. And uh, it is fantastic. An old Christopher Lloyd is in there. And I do love Christopher Lloyd. So, yeah, that is my third place film of the year. Mm. 2021's Nobody. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Uh, Penny, what is your third favorite film of the year? My third favourite film this year was Psycho Gorman. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it'd be in there. (laughs) It was just so fun. It was just, yeah, it was a fun monster movie. The kids in it were great. The main small girl character is annoying as fuck, but she's supposed to be. It's not like that fucking kid in the Babadook where you just wish he would die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As you said. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it definitely had that Power Rangers monsters vibe to it. Yeah, small uh, if you didn't hear the episode we talked about it. Small girl and her brother find uh, they find a gem buried in the ground and the gem wakes up Psycho Gorman. And he wants to kill everyone in the entire universe. He's a very mad boy. But whoever holds the gem controls Psycho Gorman and it happens to be a shitty little 10-year-old or however old she is. Um, and it's very fun. And that was good. <laughs> What's to say about it, but that was my third favourite. My third favourite film of the year is Collective, which was a documentary. Oh. I can't yeah. watch that either. It's too sad. Um, that I hyped about. Now, I, I'm cheating a little bit with this because it technically was like, it's all over the place release date wise, but it came mm-hmm. out at the end of 2020 kind of in Europe. So I'm counting it that way. It is the most shocking documentary I've ever watched in my life. And I'm not exaggerating. I still think about this since I talked about it early in the year. I think it was very it, summertime, I think around. Still th- still thinking about it afterwards, uh, even months later. A documentary about when um, a gig happened in Romania 
and the entire stage went on fire. A bunch of people, hundreds of people were like injured, a couple of people killed. And it's this the following weeks, months, years after that event and them trying to find out why it happened, like in terms of safety and things like that. And that's one part of it. And then what happens once they uncover things is a whole entire film and it just goes in the craziest direction. It's just some of the most shocking things I've ever seen. Um, and it's just filmed without any interviews, without any, any voiceover, without any amazing camera cuts. It's just a fly in the wall documentary of people sat in a room discussing what has gone on. And it's just fucking, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, but it's, I think it's a genuine, like, incredible documentary, and it's it's a real shocker, and you won't sleep at night when you watch this. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to watch it. It's a, it's the I toughest think. watch I've ever had for any documentary. Mm-hmm. So, um, seeing as I spent half my life in venues as well, I just yeah. I don't I don't think I can do that one. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not for the faint of heart, uh, Andy. Your number two film of the year. My number two film of the year, I think probably predictably, one of you called it earlier in the year, is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Really? Yes. Okay. Questions? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I mean, I... Honourable mention, I didn't expect it to be top uh, second place. Did you really like it that much? I didn't think you raved about it that much when you saw it but i guess he did <laughs> I don't know. yeah i i it's colorful as it should be for a comic book film it's dark and gritty at places and it has characters trying to one-up each other uh, and ultimately coming together to uh, collaborate into one um cohesive team and i think it was it was in typical sort of james gunn style he builds characters that are mildly unlikable and then allows you to get attached to them throughout the film yeah i thought it was way better than the first one yes miles i know he had a lot more creative free freedom than david ayer did but i think it's probably the best comic book film i've seen this year so i i really enjoyed it hmm. i've got nothing really more to say about it good soundtrack how's that yeah did you like john <laughs> sure. did you like john cena John Cena was quite good in it, I thought. I liked Idris Elba, as, as always, yeah. but John Cena was, I think, the standout. Enough that he's got his own TV series off the back of it. But he was he was the captivating sort of anti-hero as he should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I've only seen it once. I need to rewatch it, but definitely enjoyed it the most out of any film I've seen, apart from one. <gasps> oh, the tension is building. <laughs> Fanny. What's your second favorite film of the year? My second favorite film of the year was Candyman. <laughs> Yay, Candyman. Yay. The remake of, well, it's not a remake. I thought it was a remake. It's technically a sequel, I guess. I don't know how they categorize them anymore. They, it, they carry on from the original story, but you do not have to have seen, or in my case, really remember the original movie. To watch the new one, it was not directed by Jordan Peele, but he did something with it. He was maybe a producer. <laughs> Produced? <laughs> something like that. He might have written it or something. I remember being 
genuine I had to look away at one point because it was kind of gross because I don't like body horror but yeah I remember literally ending and being like fuck that was amazing so watch that cool the bees my number two film of the year is a film that came out in 2020 but there's a big what the fuck uh, Dan? No, no 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 there's a big but it came out to a limited audience so much so it made two grand in the box office um and then got a re-release in 2021 on streaming services and it is classed as a re-release because i think they did extra cuts it was sort of like a they changed it about so it was like a re-release because it did so poorly and they changed a couple of things but um it is classed as a 2021 film you can go to any top list it is classed as a 2021 don't worry i haven't cheated again my second favorite film of the year is paper spiders this is a very this is a very it's a film of two halves um it's about a girl who um, is living with her mother and uh, over the course of the film you start to realize that her mother just single mom with her daughter um has a a certain mental illness i won't say what exactly just in case it's kind of spoiler but it sort of deals with that sides of the relationship in the first half of the film in a light-hearted mm. way and it's the kid going to school she's kind of she's very very mature kind of uh, for her age and stuff she's kind of seeing boys she's growing up it's a coming of age kind of thing but at the same time her mother um, doesn't want her to go to you know college university all these kind of things and she's afraid of her leaving home so much so that because of her mental illness she ends up getting worse and worse as the film goes on and there's a point in the film at about halfway, more than halfway point, where things just completely explode and it goes into a very, very uh, depressing manner, I, w- I would say. It's not like super, super depressing, but it's like... It's, Dan's sad films of 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's... it's, it's um, should we should we be worried? Are you okay? No, I'm fine. No, I, intervention. I, I, I I find like it's a very um it's a film or two. Because they make you feel things. They make me feel things. I like feeling things, you know. And they, this one especially made me feel things. And uh, I think it, it's just super like not was I can't, I can't believe it wasn't talked about, especially on its like initial release and stuff. But it it's one that as I said. I keep saying it's two halves of a story and it realizes the lighthearted stuff of this of this subject that's talking about but also realizes at some point it could all just kind of fall down and tumble over uh when you least expect it and yeah it's a it's a it's a good one and i recommend it highly it's called paper spiders um okay here we go the big finale <laughs> andy Tell us what was the best thing, movie-wise, you have watched this year. My film of the year. I don't know if we discussed it in depth. I don't know if we made a casual passing at it. But my film of the year is The Mitchells versus The Machines. <laughs> you did mention that. You did. Yeah, kind of had a... This, a long time ago. Had a thought it might be. This is a Sony animation um, similar to the Spider-Man sort of style of animation from um, a couple of years back. And it is about a family who go on a road trip because the the world has been taken over by 
robots and machines it is incredibly heartwarming it looks incredible it's hilarious it's it's just good fun 2021 has been a shit show as has 2020 you want something to make you feel a bit warm and fuzzy inside and this is it i have to agree i like i I did forget about it when i was doing my well actually no it was in my list but it just didn't make like you know special mention but it is really fucking fabulous like animated film yeah i've got a real soft spot for animation in general like i've seen i think all of the pixar films bar one and which one i don't think i've seen luca yet i also haven't seen onward actually so that's two i lied but i think the way that these sony picture animations are coming out and how they are stylized is is phenomenal like it is breathtaking yeah and they have good casts and they're well done and they they're really compelling stories i think this is probably one of the best films i've seen in a few years i think the only animated film that comes close to this is probably spider-verse and uh i don't think there is going to be anything that has been as good as this this year so that is my film of the year wow okay penny what is your film of the year my film of the year, I watched it last night. That's how good it was, guys. Knocked Candyman off the top spot. late podcast. Hashtag that up. Is it another horror, do you reckon, Dan? Yeah. I, let's give, I, I don't think it's a horror, actually. She's going to like completely curveball us and go like, it's a it drama It was Carousel too. No. no. It's going to be a rom-com, <laughs> isn't it? As much as I love you, Steve. A rom-com? Imagine it's a rom-com. Is it a it's rom-com? Even, no, <laughs> The only thing close I watched to a rom-com this year was fucking Jungle Cruise, which was stupid. Yeah, that was shit. I think, I don't know if Dan's watched it yet. My film of the year is Last Night in Soho, which is technically a horror movie. Sorry, guys. Wow. <laughs> Interesting, though, because I haven't seen that yet, and I Did generally like all of Edgar Wright's stuff, but I did not like Baby Driver that much, so I'm holding my breath with this one. I have missed out on my brother's work. So I will watch it. Um, <gasps> Neither of you have seen it. No. If it helps. Okay, so I'm not. I've seen Edgar Wright movies. Yes. I do enjoy Baby Driver. The soundtrack is incredible. He's very good at that. I'm not sure I would say it felt very Edgar Wrighty. But I'm not as well versed. Like I feel like with Edgar Wright, there's a like with um, the Cornetto trilogy and Baby Driver. He likes his. Um, weird passages of time and his quick cuts and his yes yeah, that sort of stuff there's an eye in that in this that i really noticed it is oh i thought dan might have seen it so i thought he might be able to help me out a little bit because i don't want to spoil it <laughs> <laughs> always fucking calling on me jesus Christ. that's why you're the glue yeah oh i don't know how to say her name tamasin mckenzie i don't know how to say her name she plays eloise who is a fashion student why are you sniggering? No, I'm not sniggering. Why, what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Just because I'm reading IMDb. You always read IMDb, Pen. You no, always have your true. IMDb voice. And Anna Taylor-Joy, who plays Sandy, who was in The Queen's Gambit. And she's great. And Matt Smith, who is a Doctor Who. And I understand, and Pen, Rick, who's lovely. it's about a fashion designer who goes possibly back to the past or something yeah she she's a little country girl and she heads off to the big city the big smoke 
and some shit happens. Um, <laughs> nice. I don't want to. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. It's yeah. it's uh, my friend Del, who doesn't listen to the podcast, doesn't like horror movies, and he liked this. How scary is it on a on a? It's it's not. I think it's supposed to be atmospheric. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't want to say thriller because that gives you a kind of like. I don't know. That makes me think of like a kind of, I want to say like a police film, you know, like they always have like a, like the bone collector or some sort of fucking, I don't know. There's this, I don't know. Twister. Fucking. Police Academy. Yes. It's just like Police Academy. Uh, Ellie is really, she lives out in the countryside with her nan and she's really into the sixties. So she, there's a lot of Petula Clark. She talks about Scylla Black and stuff. There's a lot of that sort of sixties era music. So when she went down to London, I thought it was the sixties. Um, and it wasn't, but it does because obviously she has visions of the past. It is between kind of, it's supposed to be between modern day and the sixties. And right. yeah, I watched it last night and everyone in it, even Matt Smith was good. And I don't really like Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. But yeah. If you don't really like, yeah. If you don't really like horror movies, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't really call it a horror movie, but I guess you guys will have to watch it and mm. Well, I'm both just laughing at me the I'm whole way through this, which is also it, why I hope Dan had seen it. I just it's fucking, it's so good. I think it's because you said it's like a thriller, but not like a police show. <laughs> and it's just made me think of like different cop <laughs> shows that I could throw one. out. Like, <laughs> 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 Miami Vice. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when they say like a thriller though. <laughs> yes. So it's not the transporter. Yeah, Andy, you articulate it's... for me. Help me. Don't mock me. Help me. What? He hasn't seen the film. You, you're very <laughs> no, but know. you're very good at articulating what I mean. There's like a thriller makes you think of a specific type of movie. That's why they're all under the same genre umbrella. <laughs> I thought works. it was supposed to be like a noir. It the, the yeah the vibe I got from the trailers and from Edgar Wright talking is that it's not. Um, it's sort of like a noir horror. Not like a noir detective show. <laughs> yeah. Or like LA noir. I, just, I don't want people that don't like horror to be put off by it because I really don't think it gets even remotely scary for like... No, the, it's all atmosphere, like the, shadows, yeah, may, Maybe the stuff not, starts to kick in in like the second half, but it's not, it's not horror. It was really good. And not even just because I watched it yesterday. <laughs> okay. So my... Top film of the year is something that I kind of knew was going to be my top film as soon as I saw it, and it kind of beat everything else. Superhost. And it's... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. I think it's a perfect Christmas film if you want to watch it at Christmas. Is it that Home Alone? Home Sweet Home Alone. It's Home Alone, yeah. Sweet Home, or whatever it's called. No. Uh, my film of the year is Coda. Uh, which is the mm. film about Ruby, uh, who is the only deaf, who is the only hearing person in her deaf family, and she is trying to get a career in music uh, at school. At the same time, she's trying to deal with uh, the difficulties of having a deaf uh, family. Whenever she's the only one who's able to hear, and she has to act as a translator and things like that for people uh, who can't do sign language, uh, it is just a fucking brilliant brilliant film and it's super super heartwarming deals with a lot of things like it's a coming of age story it's dealing with like technically uh, like you she's the adult because 
everyone around them kind of mm. views her as the person you speak to because she only can speak and all that. And she's very much yeah. like, oh, that's the girl with the deaf family and stuff. But at the same time, uh, the way, the thing I love about it is the way they incorporate music into it. Um, and it plays a part in the story as well as um, it does a some unexpected twist with the music. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. It's just a brilliant, brilliant film. And it's just happy 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 film and it's not depressing um it has its moments mm. um it, you know it has its moments but it's it's just a happy film and it's just something you would want to sit and watch with the family and i think um there hasn't been anything that's beaten it or been better to be honest i think it's just it's near perfect for me and uh what's the name elamina mm. El- jones you fucking deserve an Oscar for this. And I hope she gets an Oscar who plays Ruby. She yeah. is terrific. Like, terrificness. So, Coda, number one. There you go. We don't have a consensus, <laughs> unfortunately, this year. <laughs> We're very much different avenues. I Ma- thought you would you have know. at least seen Last Night in Soho, actually. I'm surprised you haven't even seen it. Yeah, but it just would have... I had forgotten it came out. Yeah. No, I just met Dan, because... Oh. He had also forgotten it came out. I went, I went through the thing you watch stuff on, and I added a lot of stuff to a wish list, so I knew a lot of stuff that Dan had watched, and I guess I just assumed you'd seen it. it I know it, I asked you to put it on there. It is the one film I wish I did kind of watch in time. I just ran out of time. It was the one I was like, if I'm gonna, I only had time to watch one more on the list, and I was like, it probably yeah. should be that one. I, I'm quite sad that I haven't had a chance to see the Ghostbusters because that would probably be on the list because I've heard that's really good too. Matrix probably go up. <laughs> <laughs> you can count that for next year though. That's next year. Yes, that is next. New Spiderman's next year. Yes, we already know what Dan's is next year. It's the, yeah. the Batman. Oh, but we got so many cool movies coming out. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to just have Scream, comic book movies January. on my list. Scream, everything's coming out. It's it's good. It's good times. Good times ahead. So yes, that is our that is our film of the we fucking did it. Jesus, that was a long one. We did it. Remember to like and share and comment and love hearts and the and the funny faces that you select on the Facebooks and the and the Twitters. Wow, old oh, I, man I Dan think, yeah, knows what he's talking about. I don't know what we're doing. He's the most technical out of the three of us as well. Yeah, it's depressing, I, isn't it? I don't even know the what TikTok is. The funny faces that you put on the Facebooks. Do you yeah. mean emojis he's, like that movie? He's also that the you youngest. Watched? He is. <laughs> as I said, we don't have a consensus. We're just all going individual this year. So pick what you wanted out of those top three, whichever one you think is best. Was it Mitchell's? Was it Last Night in Soho? Or do you want to watch Coda? You want to watch Coda? It's happening. Just- they are all very different films. Very. Actually. Now I'm thinking yes. about it. They're all mm. like very, very different. It's good. And I like that. Yeah. They're all very yeah. different people. They are. And we're yeah. just trying to get along. For some of us a are really year. positive. Some of us are really negative. As yeah, that's you. You're you're the negative one. I'm, I'm, I'm neutral. One, you thought I was the positive one. Make up your mind. Yeah, but according to t- statistics, I am the positive one. That's true. Penny, what's the socials, I guess? We're done. This, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You know, the place where you put the funny faces. The funny at faces. At Unusual Suspects Pod. And on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny underscore Photo Pit. At Dan's Oslo. At Choices21. We are back 
We have two more episodes before we take a break. We're back next week with Bloody the Christmas. Bloody loves the countdown, doesn't I he? I fucking love this time. It's my favorite mm-hmm. time to do podcasts. It's great. Next week is our Christmas special. We have no fucking idea what we got planned. No. It's going to be a shit show like no shit show has ever been before. But we're going to have fun and games and possibly not talk about Christmas ever. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the one where we're drinking? I mean, I'm drinking. I don't know if everyone else is. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll have things. We'll have one. We'll have discussions. It's going to be a bit more laid back. It's going to be a bit more chill. Uh, if you've ever seen something like our award-winning show After Dark that got cancelled after the first season, um, it'd be a bit more like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but we will incorporate movies and stuff, but we'll probably incorporate... I know there's going to be fucking food involved. I know that's going to fucking happen. Is there? Yeah. No, because I just know no, when I say... No, we'll talk about it. Yes, laid back conversation oh. is food. I thought you were getting food delivered to us Jeez. and I was excited. I've never been more excited. <laughs> I've got it. I've, yeah. got, I've got a talking point already. Right. Wow, this Mark is more down. work than you've done this week. So uh, we'll be back. <laughs> I wrote a fucking list. You, you tried to show I dressed your, up. Uh, Five minutes before we started recording. (laughs) And then after that, we've got the best bits, which will be our final episode before we take a little bit of a break. Uh, And that will come out at the end of December and stuff like that. And we have to be very narcissistic and pick our favorite moments of ourselves from this year. Which are Still only got one. Have you? There's been no best bits is what we're trying to say. It'll be a quick episode. I've got one. Right. Let's not tell them how many we have two weeks before that happens. But either way, we'll be back with that. Thanks, everyone. If you haven't already, uh, I've already said that. I've like, like, comp- yeah. The, the good night. Bye. Wah, wah, wah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.